2: it gives me a lot of
0: hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love season nine.
2: Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast.
0: Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Carol Jean. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code STRAIGHTFIRE, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code Fire for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
6: This Valentine's Day, you know just what to get that special someone because you know just what makes them tick. So head on over to proflowers.com to get fresh this Valentine's Day and get 15% off through February 14th on gifts for your special someone with promo code CRUSH15. See website for details.
7: What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
8: What up, Straight Fire fam? It's Rob G. Back at it again with Gavin Kinzel. Day five of us filling in for Jason McIntyre. It is our final show, so apologies to the rest of America. Jason will be back on Monday. I know that you guys got very excited and you really enjoyed having Gavin and I hold down the fort. But, you know, as they say, all good things must come to an end, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you uh, <laughs> look at it. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a big day on Thursday in sports. Um, we had some news come out about Ben Simmons and his future in Philadelphia, which we'll get to later. We also got some news late on a Thursday night that... Jason Kidd will likely be heading back to Dallas to coach Luka Doncic. So, if you didn't like the Luka-centric offense before, good luck. That's all I'm <laughs> going to say. Chris Dappert-Zingas <laughs> may have to request a trade by this weekend.
9: Oh, yeah. He's gone.
8: <laughs> he gone. He's gone. <laughs> um, but, again, you know, the big story of the night on Thursday night, Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals, the Los Angeles Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. The Clippers <laughs> won this one going away. They played arguably their worst first half of basketball of the postseason. They could not throw a pee in the ocean, and somehow, some way, they come out and get the victory, one hundred six to ninety-two. And we'll get into a little more details of the game here as we go on. And Gavin, I- I've marketed myself, for lack of a better word, as a guy who can give you a hot take on anything. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I've told people, I've had friends here in the business, our mutual friend Mike Mayer hosts a wrestling podcast. He asked people if wanted to come on. I said, look, I don't know a damn thing about wrestling, but you <laughs> give me five bucks and I will give you a hot take on wrestling. Okay. That, that's been my, my mantra for a while. You know, it's half serious, half joking, but, you know, it's gotten me pretty far, I guess. So, as I'm watching Game 3, I'm trying to cook up some hot takes, things that I'm going to say that are really going to stand out and, and cut through and really resonate with the audience. Gavin, I don't have shit on this one, okay? <laughs> I mean, the, I guess my only hot take or my big takeaway from Game 3 is that these Los Angeles Clippers have to be the most confusing, confounding team in all of sports like not just in the NBA not just in these playoffs but in all of sports I can't remember a single team that can be arguably the worst team in the league in one half of basketball which they were in the first half last night and then 10 minutes later Go on a 21 to 3 run and look like world beaters. <laughs> I don't understand how the team that we see, like in game one and game two of every game of this postseason thus far, game three, all of a sudden, they are the best team in basketball. Mm-hmm. It is perplexing. I wish I had a better understanding. As to why they are like this, because I, I, we're going to get into this a little bit later, but it can't all just be that Ty Lue takes a while to make adjustments. Like, there's got to be more to it than just Ty Lue needs to feel out a game the way that LeBron James feels out a game one. And it's just for him, it takes him two games to do it.
9: Yeah, well, first off, you don't want to talk about the Canadians making the Stanley Cup finals for the
8: first <laughs> hey, man, 28 you, years. You, Venmo me $5 <laughs> to give you a hot take on the Canadians making oh, the first Stanley
9: Cup. Um, they are unpredictable. I'll push back a little bit because they started out pretty well. They, they led the first quarter. They, I think they were winning by eight at the end of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I guess when you get rid of Doc Rivers, who there's no doubt he would have lost this game. Ty Lue, there's so much that he does during the game. It, It seems like a game of chess for him that he... You don't totally know what you're going to get, but I mean, these, these numbers here, like Reggie Jackson, who the hell saw this (laughs) when they picked him up? like before last summer, I I just, I never thought he would turn out to be the key cog of the team that just won their first Western Conference finals game. I guess, you know what? Chris Paul playing a Western Conference Finals game at Staples. I never should have picked his team. I I blame myself (laughs) for that. (laughs) Believe me, the second you give up on the Clippers, which you know me, I've been betting this team a lot this postseason and winning, the second I give up on them, they they pull the rug out from under me. So, um, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. I get, hey, you know what? Let's give credit to former Laker Ivaka Zubats. Oh,
8: shout out <laughs> to former Laker Ivacha Zubats. I mean, led by former Laker Ty Lu. You know, they were uh, victorious over former Laker Chris Paul. Because, you know, as you guys know, the entire NBA breaks up into former Lakers, future Lakers, and current Lakers. So I'm glad that Gavin is on board with that movement. Um, I guess we'll just break through some of the, uh, the, the big storylines that develop in this game. To me, the biggest takeaway is Pat Beverly Mm -hmm. has absolutely changed this series. Yeah, he has clamped down on Devin Booker. Now, I know that the the Suns were up 2-0 heading into this game, but everybody saw what happened in Game 2. I mean, Devin Booker, he was off in Game 2. And, you know, we, we chalked it up. Maybe it's the broken nose. You know, maybe it was just we had such high expectations of him coming off of Game 1 when he absolutely lit them up for 40. But since Game 1, so that would be Game 2 on Tuesday, Game 3 last night. Do you love Selena? Like, really love?
4: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
8: With 11 turnovers. Okay. Like I told you earlier this week. I'm probably the biggest Pat Bev hater in Los Angeles. And I think he does too much talking for somebody who, in my opinion, is like a C-level player. Like he carries himself and woofs like he is a top dog. And to me, he's just not. But. What he's done to Devin Booker in these last two games has been sensational. His defense and just being an an annoyance to Devin Booker, like he was picking him up full court. When he didn't have the ball, he was still hand on his jersey. He was slapping at his his legs. You know, he was uh, uh, tugging on the back of his jersey when he come around screens. They got a double technical for I don't know what maybe just because they were going at it all game and the refs had enough. But he was plus 24 in game three. And if Devin Booker can't shake free of Pat Bev or get out of his own headspace when it comes to Pat Bev, because at this point it almost seems mental, like he's mm-hmm. he has him shook up a little bit, then the Phoenix Suns, who had been the favorites to win the championship, according to Vegas, heading into game three, They may not make it out of the series.
3: Look, we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? If you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's lucy.co and use promo code FIRE at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you are interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit
7: lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code FIRE.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
9: If the Clippers do end up winning this series, it'll be, you can point to the third quarter of this game as the reason why. Everything shifted after halftime. And there were some quotes coming out talking about how, riled up Pat Bev was at halftime getting the team going. And I think that is partly what has changed is he brings an intensity and we've seen it for years, but with this squad and maybe with Kawhi out, it really does seem to have taken over the team. So I don't think you'll see him out of the starting lineup the rest of the series. That has definitely been a win for Ty Lue. But the sun shot 55% in Game 1, 50% in Game 2, and 39% in Game 3. So there's your answer right there. Booker and Paul combined for 10 of 40 in this game. You're not going to win if you're the Suns, if your two best players are, are shooting 25%. So, I mean, Ty tylu deserves a lot of credit, but Pat Bev, I mean, I, I never saw that coming. I, you know, he's always been more bark than bite and, um, but th- this whole series, you know, you don't want to overreact too much to one game, but it does feel like, you know, they could easily be up two one, right? If the, valley oop doesn't happen
8: um i love that it has a a, a, a trademark name that's which they came
9: out with a shirt of it like hours after the game um by the way 12th game in 23 days for the clippers like you know we keep expecting it to catch up and i think it did to an extent in game one and two and paul george was on fumes at the end of this game played another 43 minutes tonight um but that, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing what they've been able to do considering the path they've been on.
8: 1,000%. And, and you know, I started uh, this little discussion talking about how I was confounded by this team because game to game, I don't know what I'm going to get. And you can just point to Pat Beverly, as I think is the perfect example to this. He was flat out unplayable against Dallas. The last two games of that series which the Clippers won game six and seven backs against the wall. He played 11 total minutes. Okay. Game one against Utah. He plays six total minutes. His minutes are kind of sporadic from that point on the rest of that series, which they ended up winning against Utah 21, 15, 20, 17, uh, 27. Game one. Again, Ty Lu has decided Pat Bev is just not going to be helpful in this series. You know, Chris Paul's too crafty. Devin Booker's probably a little too big for him. So this is not a Pat Bev series. Plays 15 minutes in game one, they lose. Games two and three, he's back up 26-27. And he's a net positive in both of those games. Terrence Mann, who in game uh, six against the Utah Jazz, you know, the hero, the guy who got them this far, the start of this series, he couldn't get off the bench. So... I know part of it has to do with the adjustments that Ty Lue's been making and he's, you know, the king of adjustments. He's, like you said, he's playing chess, not checkers. But I think that maybe it is part of it because of the rotations are a little bit inconsistent. Maybe because their lineup has changed seemingly game to game throughout this postseason. But I still don't feel like I have a handle on this team. And even as impressive as they looked in game three, I don't know if I feel comfortable picking them in game four. You know, I, I don't know if Paul George is suddenly going to get his legs back because, like you mentioned, he looked a little bit worn down. I think even Tyloo said going into game three that he just flat out, he looked a little bit tired recently.
9: Yeah. And I think it just leads you to the question of how far can they go without Kawhi? Because they're doing this all without their best player. Um, And I saw this from Ty Lue after the game saying that, um, the reason they started man and Beverly was to help conserve some of PG's energy because he would be able to switch off guards and not have to worry about Booker and Paul as much. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I don't know what that means for game four, you know, it's only going to be two games, two days away. Luckily they get to stay at home and rest, but, um, you know, the other team, Chris Paul, came in. He's a Hall of Fame point guard with plenty of rest. You know, he had the week on top of, you know, all the um, the COVID, you know, days off. And they lose the game. It makes no sense. Like, I, they're very hard to predict. Um, I guess the only hot take I could say is after, you know, three games, I would feel comfortable saying that Ty Lue is a better coach than Monty Williams. And I know Jason left Tyloo off his top five coaches in the league. Maybe oh, top he hates Tyloo. He hates. Oh, Ty Lue. he's a hater. That's why he is. He, he wants, is a hater. He wants he is to give a hater all the credit to LeBron. Um,
8: <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm glad you brought up Chris Paul because during the broadcast, and I've heard it more than once, where they mentioned that he looked a little bit winded coming out of COVID protocols. And let me just say, don't give me that shit. Okay, (laughs) Chris Paul, we found out during this last few uh, week, I guess, number one, he's vaccinated. Number two, he was asymptomatic. Okay, so I know that you'll, you know, the the thing was, well, you can't go from not playing basketball to playing in an NBA playoff game. You know, the, the cardio is just not the same. While that sounds good in theory, I mean, Chris Paul is a professional And according to everything that we heard coming into this game, he's ready to go. He's been in tune with the team. I'm imagining he's not just staying at home, sitting on the couch because he is Chris Paul. And he says that, you know, he felt fine. It was just protocols that made him sit out. I just think that he, you know, couldn't find his shot because I felt like he was getting to a lot of same places that on the floor that he was getting against Denver. Mm-hmm. He just could not convert. And, and like you said, maybe it is, being back in Staples Center and that bad juju that he has there that that caused him to miss some open shots, but I was flat out surprised that he was so poor shooting from the field.
9: Yeah, he he performed better in the commercials during the game than the actual <laughs> game. So um, I don't know, man. I mean, how how do you how do you look at this Suns team and Devin Booker in Game One? it seems to be a completely different person than what we're seeing now. And how much credit are you going to give to the mask? I mean, I don't look, I don't know what it's like to be a lethal shooter and then throw a mask on your face and try to do the same thing. But um, I don't know. And then Cameron Payne out of the game with an yes. ankle injury. Yes. And that surprisingly now is a big, that's a big loss for them. Who That'll would be have interesting. thought
8: campaign? I know. <laughs> I, I told you the other day, I forgot he was in the league. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And campaigned. it might be the most indispensable player left in these playoffs all of a sudden. Um, you know, Gavin, before we wrap it up, move on to uh, the Ben Simmons story that I was talking about earlier. I finally did settle on a hot take about the Clippers. Okay. It took me about 15 minutes <laughs> into this pod and it took me, what is this now? Game 85 of their season. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is not a leader. Okay. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard was all That's over the TV. Sc- <laughs> That's not a hot take. He's okay. not a vocal leader. He leads okay. on the, the floor. Not, he's not a leader at all. And here's why. Okay. okay. And Ven win right. me my $5 because you said I couldn't <laughs> come up with anything and I'm going to come up with something right now. He was all over the TV in game three and they mm-hmm. kept showing him in the box. In the box. In the suite. Yeah. Why the hell <laughs> is Kawhi Leonard up in the suite? When even the owner who's worth, you know, $11 billion is sitting courtside.
9: He's getting a a bird's eye view, evaluating the whole. (laughs) Yeah. I I thought the same thing. Like, and they mentioned it on the broadcast. Like, is it his injury? Can he, what, can you not sit with an ACL injury? Like, um, yeah, I don't know about that. I did see his kid has had new balance on. So they were getting the promotional marketing material out there. Maybe that's what
8: it was. He knew that the camera angles were better for like the marketing shameless plug. He's like, hey, if I'm sitting on the bench, I'm sitting behind somebody and they can't really see the new balance.
9: The other funny thing was there were stories coming out like, yeah, he's been texting us during halftime and calling us during the, you know, while he's rehabbing and all this stuff. But he's literally in the building and didn't want to be near you guys. So (laughs) I don't know.
8: (laughs) That's Uh, right. Now, that's Gavin. Like I said, Venom will be my five dollars. You said I could. That'll work. That'll work. it has
1: been done.
9: (laughs) One more for the record books. Rob Guerra.
6: Cruises are in US dollars per person, double occupancy, taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on carnival.com, ships registry, Bahamas, Panama.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
8: Now, Gavin, there are a couple of NBA stories that I wanted to discuss before we get to the best bet, if I may. Um, When we launched this podcast about a year ago, we found out very early on that you guys who subscribe, rate, and review to this show every day – you prefer to hear about the rumor mill, the what's next, the who's changing teams. Like you guys download the Giannis free agent tracker, the Aaron Rodgers trade rumor episodes at a much higher rate than you do, you know, what happened in game one of the NBA finals, you know, who won in the Wild Card round of the AFC playoffs. And so there were two things that happened on Thursday in the NBA that on the surface might seem like completely separate stories. To me, I think that they are more related than you think. First one, ESPN reports that uh, Ben Simmons, his agent, Rich Paul and Clutch Sports, met with the Sixers brass at the uh, Chicago pre-draft combine to discuss his future with the team. Now, according to Woj, the Sixers maintain that they have no interest in trading him, that they are committed to him long-term, they view him as a cornerstone of the franchise, and they're willing to work past his brutal shooting in hopes of creating a championship team alongside of Joel Embiid. It was also noted in the story that Rich Paul and Clutch Sports did not make a formal trade demand at all. So as of now, the way it stands, both sides are willing to work it out. I don't believe that. I think the biggest reason why you did not get a formal trade demand from Rich Paul and Clutch Sports because he does have a history. You know, shout out to Anthony Davis who brought us the championship because he forced his way out of town. You know, he they're they're not shy over at Clutch Sports At letting it be known. When they want something to change. But I feel like the reason. That they decided. At least right now. Not to press the issue. Is because. Number one. Ben Simmons's trade value might be. The lowest it's ever been. Since he got to the NBA. I mean he had a brutal. Offensive series. Against Atlanta. He was. Afraid to shoot hell, he was afraid to dunk the ball. But number two, and to me, the most important reason is that he still has four years and $147 million left on his contract. And what that means to me is he has no leverage right now to force where he wants to go. If he were to come out and say, it's not working here in Philadelphia, we want out. Trade us to the Lakers. Trade us to the Heat. Trade us to the Mavs, wherever. Pick your destination. You don't have that kind of leverage when you have four years, $147 million left on your contract with no player opt-outs. Okay? You cannot dictate the terms of your next destination When you are under that level of team control, which brings me to the second story that happened in the NBA. Now, this one did not get as much pub. This one did not get the big ESPN Woj stamp of approval, but I believe it's equally as important. Matt Sullivan, who has written for Bleacher Report, the New York Times, the Atlantic Esquire Magazine recently wrote a book called Can't Knock the Hustle Inside the Season of Protest, Pandemic, and Progress with the Brooklyn Nets Superstar of Tomorrow. He appeared on a podcast earlier this week called Celtics Lab. And he said something during the interview that got picked up by several outlets up in the uh, Northeast, specifically by 98.5 The Sports Hub in Boston. And one of the things that he said is that he's heard rumblings around the Nets organization that they would at least be willing to listen to trade offers for Kyrie Irving. Now, he goes on to explain that they were upset with the way he kind of took these sabbaticals throughout the season and specifically the way that he left the team for personal reasons, attended a maskless party in the middle of the COVID pandemic that ultimately turned into, you know, a pseudo paternity leave for him because allegedly he had a, a child during that time. Now, on the surface, of course, that seems crazy. You know, why would you trade Kyrie Irving, number one, when he's the reason that you got Kevin Durant to Brooklyn? And number two, were it not for his illy-timed sprained ankle, the Brooklyn Nets would likely be the favorites to win the NBA championship. They would be in the Eastern Conference Finals right now on their way to the NBA Finals and more than likely about to hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy. However, one thing we learned from the Brooklyn Nets throughout this season is you don't need all three of Kyrie, KD, and James Harden to be successful. I believe that any combination of those two, two of the three, is good enough to win an NBA championship. Like you could pick any combination of two of the three players And you'd have more than enough offensive firepower to get through the Eastern Conference. The one thing that they were lacking, though, even when they had all three players, was a competent defense. Like, I know that they may have showed out a little bit against Milwaukee, but I think we can all agree. The biggest reason for that is that Mike Budenholzer refused to make any adjustments, and Giannis just might be the most limited superstar, at least offensively, that we have in the NBA. Which brings me back to Ben Simmons. I believe that the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets can help each other out in this regard. Brooklyn doesn't need Kyrie Irving at this point. Philadelphia doesn't want Ben Simmons at this point. Why not trade them for each other? Kyrie Irving and Joel Embiid would be a match made in heaven. The one thing that Philadelphia has been lacking for the last several years is a dynamic scoring option alongside Joel Embiid. Defensively, they're stout. They got wing defenders and Theibel. They got shooting with Seth Curry. You know, Tobias Harris, he's a very good player. They got a a decent enough bench, you know, with Dwight Howard manning the middle. Shake Milton's out there as well. What they do need, though, is somebody who can just go out and get you a bucket in the playoffs when things bog down. When Joel Embiid is double covered or more than likely he is a little bit banged up because he just can't stay healthy and they need somebody else to pick up the slack offensively, I believe Kyrie Irving can be that guy. On the Brooklyn front, what they need is defense. What they need is an unselfish player who's willing to do all the little things that you need to win in the postseason. Now, I know I just said a few minutes ago that were it not for the injuries to James Harden and Kyrie Irving, that the Nets would probably win the NBA championship. And I believe that. But part of that has to do with LeBron James and Anthony Davis being knocked out in the first round due to injury. Part of that has to do with Kawhi Leonard being knocked out of the playoffs due to injury. If either of those teams gets to the NBA Finals with Brooklyn, I'm not saying that I would guarantee you that Brooklyn would lose, but I can promise you that the Nets would have their hands full with a LeBron James or a Kawhi Leonard because they have absolutely nobody on their roster who is equipped to check dynamic wing players like that. Enter Ben Simmons. He can do exactly what the Brooklyn Nets would need in a playoff series like that. And more importantly, for anybody who wants to say, well, how could you give up an offensive talent like Kyrie Irving? Like Kyrie is much better than Ben Simmons. I agree. Kyrie Irving at this stage in his career is a better player than Ben Simmons. However, whatever offensive punch that you lose with Kyrie Irving, you can make up with more James Harden, more Kevin Durant, who no longer need to take a step back, Or the easier option, you re signed Spencer Dinwiddie. Like people forget that Spencer Dinwiddie is still on this roster until further notice. I know that he plans to opt out in the last year of his contract and test free agency, but the Brooklyn Nets should be in the driver's seat to bring him back, provided they want to. They can give him more than anybody else on the market. So if I'm Brooklyn, I call up Daryl Morey and I say, hey, you have a problem in Ben Simmons. We have a little bit less of a problem in Kyrie Irving. Give us Tyrese Maxey, give us Ben, give us maybe a couple of picks. And I think this will be a win win for both of us. I think that both teams could really, really, really benefit from a move like this. And on that note, without further ado, here is the Friday edition of Gavin Kinzel's Best Bet.
1: The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet.
9: Okay, I learned my lesson, never bet on Chris Paul in Staples Center. I swear I learned this years ago, but we learned it again on Thursday night. We are 2-3 and on the week. We're going to get over 500, I promise you. Let's ride. We're going to go Giannis, points, rebounds, and assists over 53. I'll give you my reasoning for this. He hit 55 in Game 1 against the Hawks. Look, you're going to see less Brooke Lopez in this game. They saw how much they were eating him up down low. You're going to want more Giannis at center, and that's what Bud is going to do. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go 53 on the over, points, rebounds, and assists for Giannis. Let's get back to 500.
6: This Valentine's Day, you know just what to get that special someone because you know what makes them tick. Their favorite bouquet of roses and a box of chocolate. Roses and a scented can. A teddy bear. Roses and a teddy bear. Yeah, a teddy bear. So, head on over to proflowers.com to get fresh this Valentine's Day and get 15% off gifts for your special someone with promo code CRUSH15. That's CRUSH15 at proflowers.com for 15% off through February 14th on flowers, gifts, and more for Valentine's Day. See website for details.
7: Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest.
5: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
8: Mama, what does the chicken say?
4: Uh, dog, cat, giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe, uh,
7: giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right.
8: Visit NHTSA.gov.
7: Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.